Hi everyone, this is your host Susanna. If you're new here, welcome. I am so excited that you decided to check out the 5 to 8 Shift podcast. And if you have been around for two seasons and then some, I am so grateful. I am so thankful. Thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing with your friends in real life and on your socials. And I'm excited to bring you guys our throwback summer series. So it's August in Pennsylvania. It is hot and humid and wonderful. And my birthday month. So, you know no complaining on this front and so last summer I did a throwback series and we really got some great feedback and so I wanted to do it again and so I'm sharing with you guys four amazing episodes from season two that we really got a lot of feedback on that people really enjoyed and found a lot of value in and insight in and listened to and shared with other people and so we picked four of uh, you know, great guests, guests who we were so thrilled to have on the podcast that we're going to re-air this August. And then, very exciting, in September, we're going to come out with season three. And so we are going to be doing some series for season three. So we're going to pick a topic and we're going to do a little bit deeper dive into that topic and kind of get a couple guests giving us different angles and different perspectives around the different topics. And so you guys are going to have to check in in September to hear what they are. But I really hope you do. I hope you follow on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. As always, if you want to help, we would love a review. We would love for you to share on your socials. And I really hope you enjoy this throwback series and I hope you are having a great summer. Thanks for being here. You guys have a great day. This is Susanna McMonagall and you're listening to season two of the five to eight shift podcast for parents. The five to eight shift podcast and community exists to educate, inspire and encourage parents throughout their own parenthood and family life adventure. Here, we talk about all the things impacting parents today. Everything from health to big emotions, toddlers to teenagers, faith, self-care, stress, and so much more. We know parenting is tough work, but family life is worth every ounce of effort. We're building a community of parents to remind you that you're not alone. Family is one of life's greatest adventures. I look forward to cheering you on in your own five to eight shift. It's the most important shift of the day. everyone it's Susanna welcome to the last episode of season two of the five to eight shift I am so glad that you're here if you're new here welcome you belong and even though this is the last episode of season two we have over 50 episodes of great content for you to start digging into and if you have been here for a while Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing with your friends in real life and on your socials and tagging us and sending us emails and giving us feedback and guest uh, recommendations. We are, we're, we're so grateful. We're so grateful for your time. We're thrilled that you spend some time with us each week, uh, week in, week out and supporting this little podcast. And so I figured for the last episode of the season, we would go out on a really high note and LB totally delivered. So my interview today is with LB of The Wife Coach, and she does a lot of work with women who are looking to strengthen their marriage, to think more intentionally about their role in their relationship and to how they can really sort of uh, morph into this idea of being a wife. And LB is going to give you the full rundown. And she talks about helping women move from a married woman to a wife and she is she is high energy she is a lot of fun she's got great tips uh completely like 
non-judgmental like you can show up to this podcast episode however you are uh in your in your season of marriage and so LB is she's got some great advice we talk about a variety of different things we talk about uh, being solution focused, being solution focused in your marriage, thinking about some common pitfalls in marriages, uh, why communication and expectations are so huge, so powerful. We talk about resentment. And one of the things I really like that LB brings to the table is she talks a lot about the power of a wife and like moving away from this victim mentality to thinking about us women being the thermostat and setting the temperature in our marriages. And she, again, so much energy, so much vibrancy. You know, you know she's passionate about this by the way that she talks about this. And so I had a episode in season one where I talked about sort of marriage and relationships and how that sets the foundation for families. And it did so well that I wanted to bring LB into season two to talk about similar kind of topic, but a little bit different take. And she totally delivers, you know, thinking about our mindset as a wife and in a way that is so approachable, you know, and thinking about working on ourselves. A lot of times in marriage, we want to point the finger and LB says, you know what? We got to work on ourselves too. So you guys are going to love this episode. LB is awesome. You can connect with her on Instagram, The Wife Coach. She shares some more things at the end, but she hangs out on Instagram a lot like I do. And I know y'all are going to love this conversation. So this is not goodbye. This is see you guys real soon. We're taking a break for July and then we'll be back uh, with some fun stuff. And then season three, which we're going to do probably a little bit different in the fall. And I'm very excited about sharing that with you guys in the coming weeks. But thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Y'all have a great day. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the 5 to 8 Ship with Susanna McMonigle. I am thrilled to have LB on the podcast today. I have been politely stalking her on Instagram, and she agreed to be on the show, and I could not be more excited. So, LB, I want you to start off. So you do a lot of work under the wife coach, and yes. you, you bring such energy to this topic and this so important part of life. And I want to know, like, I want to know how this started. Where did this idea come oh from? Goodness. And, you know, like kind of give us the backstory to the beginning of you saying, hey, there's this need and I I got to fill it. Like, tell us about Absolutely. the white coats. Oh my God. Well, first again, thank you so much for having me. This is such a dope uh, platform and I'm excited to talk all things wife. Good. So let's get into it. Um, it's funny because I actually started this by writing my first book, um, which is picture perfect. He's not perfect. I'm not perfect, but together <laughs> we're picture perfect. And my good friend, um, actually said, you know what, why don't you share how you and your husband were able to get together and create this marriage? Because literally we both come from different backgrounds. My husband comes from a family where marriage is not necessarily practiced. I mean, he has some examples, but sure. not really good, strong, healthy, always examples, right? And I come from a household of two divorced parents. So I decided to write this book about, you know, how these two imperfect people came together to create something that's, you know, perfect for us. Um, and what was really different about our relationship, because Derek and I, here's the history now. Okay. We made it off and on for almost 10 years. Did you hear that? <laughs> 10 years? Okay, that's a whole nother story within itself. But we dated off and on. And a lot of that had to do with us just not knowing 
what this relationship thing was all about. Like we were trying to figure it out like we always do. We did everything our parents told us, go to school, get a good mm-hmm. job, get a good job, and go <laughs> you know, start your family. Yeah. And uh, I met him at a very tender age of 19. Derek was 20. And so we went through a lot of ups and downs yeah. to get to where we were at the point of pretty much breaking up for good. We mm-hmm. were at a point where it's like, what are we going to do? So um, one thing that we did that was very unique when most people are planning their wedding for like a year or two years, yeah. we were planning our life as husband and wife. Okay. Like that was the, the transition for us from just being boyfriend and girlfriend. So let's get serious about this husband and wife role. So I wrote it all in a book um, and started realizing like there was a need there because a lot of women just want to get married. Like yeah. I, I want to get married. I'm ready to get married. But are you ready to be a wife? See that, that was the whole transition for me. That's are you a great question. That's the question. Yes. So I had to show that there is a difference between just being a married woman mm-hmm. and really stepping out to being this wife who was on an assignment. Ooh. Okay. What kind of assignment? Like, give me some, yeah, I know. So like, what is, and I know you have done so much work in this area, but like, what's one of the differences? Like, give us an oh example. So this is how I like to look at it. Cause yeah, it's like, I go back to my, my background is in education. Mm-hmm. I taught middle school language arts for five years. Okay. And I always go back to the Venn diagram. Remember the Venn diagram yes. where you're comparing, I know right? Well. Yes. You're comparing the differences and the similarities. And so I look at it like this, the, the married woman is, she kind of gets married by default, meaning she just gets the title. Um, she, it's the next step in her relationship. It's making her, you know, an honest woman, you know, and, and she mm-hmm. really doesn't understand that the calling on her life, you know, a man to find up a wife, we heard that before, right? That good old word yep. sounds a good thing. She doesn't understand that she is really being called as an, on an assignment, um, to better her life, to better her husband's life, to, to really redefine what the legacy of her family can look like. Um, this is something I didn't know, never mm-hmm. had this kind of education, um, about being a wife, but I can tell you now, for example, the married woman manipulates. Mm-hmm. See, I like to describe the married woman as, you know, Mrs. Sarcastic. She could be Mrs. Controlling. Yeah. She, you know, she could be Mrs. Know-it-all. Like she comes into the relationship, not even understanding her power. Um, Both women are powerful, but one again manipulates. And Mm -hmm. then the wife, on the other hand, she influences. She influences by how she talks to her man, um, by how she moves in her marriage, um, by how she supports or, or even when she doesn't understand. And these again are, are qualities. These yeah. are, I would even say a training that I didn't have initially coming into marriage. I just yeah. thought you get married. You go together forever and then you get <laughs> married and you start your family. That's so great. when my mindset shift, like I started thinking like a wife, yeah. that's when I started seeing my relationship become like, oh my God, this is really magical. Like, this is beautiful. It's still imperfect, but yeah. it's perfect for us. Yeah, you know, and you have me, I love that, um, how you just juxtapose manipulation versus influence, you know, because I, so I teach some media classes, and I would argue that what you're saying, that representation of that manipulative wife is all over media. It's what we're exposed to all the time, right? So if we don't have these good role models in our lives, and then we're looking at media, and we have even worse role models, right? Yes. And so it's so much more convoluted to maybe Absolutely. figure out how you can be an impactful wife in your relationship. That's the word, impactful. And you're right, because you know you have housewives that aren't even married. 
Yeah. So it's like, you have to look at it like, come on guys, like, what are we doing here? What are we calling this thing called marriage? Is, are, are there two spouses? Do you have to be married? Can you act yeah. like a wife <laughs> and get the benefits? Um, but I think it's just the mindset shift that as a wife, I really have power that I can either use to build or mm-hmm. to destroy. Like that's how, I mean, it's a beautiful thing to understand that, but it's also very, you know, it can be detrimental to your relationship if you don't understand that you can manipulate. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. You know, and the other thing you said is we are, when people get engaged or whatever, we're so focused on the wedding and we, you know, think about how many hours and dollars people spend on their wedding and like how little they spend on like counseling or like, you know, events, all the things. <laughs> and then when it's time to invest, because I look at, you know, counseling therapy Absolutely. as an investment, then it's like, no, that costs too much. But you're willing to pay $80 a plate seriously, for people to eat your food and come and then go and, you know, and leave. Yes. That bring a gift. But that's the <laughs> mindset shift. It's like, are we more yeah. important? Are we more focused on being a bride for one day or a wife for the rest of our life? Are we more, you know, focused on having this big, glamorous one day event, not even a full day? Seriously. It's a couple of hours yeah. that you spent years to prepare for just to put on a show mm-hmm. or do you want to have that as your life? Yeah. So that's something I had to, cause I honestly, I was the one I wanted to have the big glamorous wedding. I wanted to do the two, three dress and it's nothing wrong. Let me sure. That I get it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong if you want to have that, but I'm telling you my mindset was not prepared for the journey after everybody went home. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, yeah, I think you are not alone in that. <laughs> So you do a lot of, you know, you've worked with tons of women, you do, you do events and coaching and all of the things. So yeah. what are some of the biggest challenges? And with that, I know a lot of your stuff, you say you have to be married at least five years, which I love. Yes. yes. So like, tell me, I'm sure that's part of your answer. So tell me a little bit about like, what are some of the challenges you see? Or like, what are you hearing in your own work, like come up again and again for us wives? It's a broken record, but it's communication. Uh, and I'm like saying communication is like saying the, the, the universe. Like yeah. it's such a generalized statement that it really has to be specialized. Like we have to get to the point where why is communication such a problem? And I can tell you right now from what I'm seeing from my married women. See, I like to call them married women because the goal is to make them over into wives. Okay. Is that communication has a lot to do with expectations. We get involved in in these relationships and we have a preconceived idea of how this thing called marriage is going to go. And when it doesn't, we get disappointed. You know, we allow resentment to come in. So communication is always, you know, he doesn't understand or he doesn't know how to communicate. I hear that often. And I'm like, so that means you're saying you do know how to communicate, right? That's, That's what right. That you're pretty much saying you're implying. And then when you really get down to it, baby girl, your way of communicating and his are just different. You're both speaking two different languages. Yeah. He's communicating just not the way you want him to. Mm. So it's really understanding, okay, what does communication look like? Why is there a breakdown in communication? And what yeah. else do we want to resolve? Like what's the solution? Mm-hmm. We have to be solution focused. Sometimes you, I want him to open up. <laughs> I hear that a lot. Susanna. I want him to open up. Are you creating a space for this man who grew up not expressing his feelings mm. to now express his feelings with his wife? Yeah. You know, I, I, it's so much deeper than 
you know, um, wanting communication to be fixed, it's really knowing why it's quote unquote broken in the first place. Yeah. Number one, like I cannot get enough of that. Um, and, and I target five to 15 years because honestly, I know you've heard of it. The seven year itch. Oh yeah. It's going to be eight year, nine year, 10 year itch. Like it's become the 25 year itch. Yeah. Seriously. Years where you really start becoming Mr. And Mrs. Married. Like I'm all about you enjoying your marriage. Yeah. The man, you know, your spouse that you're married to, but that's the time where you start going through the motions. You start realizing like, okay, we, we have this mundane, you know, we're married in mundane or married in men. Yes. Emotions. We go to work, we come home, we deal with the kids. We do it all over again. Mm-hmm. How do you put life back into your relationship? Those are the years. I feel like those are the defining years of whether the next five, 10 years are going to be, you know, um, just maintaining yeah. or if you got have something that's really growing and thriving and not just surviving. So that's why I target those years. Yeah. And I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, we're, we're about to come up on year nine. So we are right in the mix there. Uh I can see how, you know, yeah, again, the job, the kid, we take, you know, we do this in every Friday night. And it's just like, if you're not careful, you're just going through the motions. And, and see, you're going through the motions, not realizing that you can be the one who kind of changes everything up. Yeah. You know, like even just you, a lot of times my, my, my women, my married women are waiting on their husband mm. to do something. And I'm like, you're recognizing that there's a problem. You do something. Absolutely. Amen. Just stop Oof. waiting. Stop waiting on him. Be like, I know we hear it. It's cliche. Be the change you want to see <laughs> in your marriage. But it's serious. Like it if is. I want communication to be better, then I'm going to work on how I communicate first. Let me make sure that I'm not being Mrs. Sarcastic. Uh-oh, Mary woman. Let me make sure that I am delivering in a way that's healing and not hurting. Yes. Those are things LB had to do, not Derek. I had to look at how I was coming off because my husband told mm. me something, Susanna, that hurt my feelings. And I'm be honest with you, it did hurt. He told me I was hard to talk to. Hmm. Oh, who was yeah. that? No, not from your, your husband. That's for sure. <gasps> I was difficult to talk to. And do you know, I was like offended when I heard that because of course, you know, I can communicate. I'm a good communicator. Yeah. But then I had to take a step back and say, wait a minute, hold up. Why is he saying this? Yeah. And when I really started playing back my own script, like of how I talk, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, I see how that could be offensive. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So that's a, that's a good, that's a good, um, what is it about you or about like, how do people recognize that not only are they part of the solution, but they're part of the problem. Like you obviously had an awareness to be like, okay, yes, my feelings are hurt. That is not how I wanted that to go, but I am willing to like kind of change. So like, what do people just get like, like, you know, pulling their hair out or is it just like they want better for their family? Like, what is that turning point? I think it's the turning point of realizing that we're doing the same thing and getting the same result. So there's insanity here. Like it it comes with acknowledging that we keep ending up right back here and this is not where we want to be. So you have to acknowledge it. You have to be aware. See self-awareness in this, I know you've heard this before. You probably said it. I know I've said it, but you know, as I grow and mature, I realize, you know, is marriage really work? 
Or is it the people who are involved in marriage that have to work on themselves mm. to make it work? You, do you see that? Like we yeah. we're quick to say, marriage is work. It's hard work. And, and the caveat is that it's us. We have to work on ourselves yes. in order to be better spouses. So when I started realizing I can't point the finger and wait for my man to make the changes, let me see what I can do better. Because clearly I'm coming off as if I'm perfect. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We're so close, but you know, every once yeah. in a while, you know, and you mentioned resentment earlier and I okay. feel like resentment is, you know, I, I can think about scenarios in my own life where I get, you know, something doesn't go the way I want it to. I get resentful. And instead of communicating, I am like holding on to that deep resentment. And then I become a version of myself that I don't want to be. Absolutely. And, and and resentment can really suck the life yes. out of the relationship. It, it causes misery. Um, and, and, you know, resentment and forgiveness kind of go hand in hand. Like we, we have to become Mrs. Forgiving, Mr. Forgiving, because yeah. you have to walk in forgiveness and it can be the simplest. And a lot of times people think forgiveness is always, oh, there's infidelity or right. there's no, you can be resentful that, Hey, this man comes into the house every day and he just goes straight to the kids and loves on the kids and he doesn't love on me. Yeah. So now I'm secretly creating this narrative in my mind. Oh, he does not love me. Yep. Oh, he, you know, he appreciates them more than he appreciates all the stuff I do. And you never articulated this to this man. Or when you do say something, you're speaking from your feelings and frustration yeah. and not from facts. Cause mm. I tell my, 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 my That's clients, good. look, your feelings are valid, but they're not fact. So because you feel a certain kind of way, does not make it true. That's right. So that's it. But that takes, see, again, that's the maturity. See, marriage will mature you or will expose the immaturity in you. Oh my goodness, sure will. You see that? And so when you start recognizing the areas where you are immature, let me focus on growing up in those areas. And when yeah. I started taking that focus off my husband, I promise you, Susanna, I'm over here just loving the man because I'm realizing that I got a lot of flaws <laughs> within myself. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes me appreciate him even more because of his, you know what? He's not perfect. Again, I'm not perfect, but yeah. we're perfect for each other. And we're going to make this thing work. And it's going to be amazing for yes. us. For That's our right. Children. You know, LB, and I like, how you're saying like for us because what is really like a like might be a catalyst in one relationship might the next couple over it might be something completely different yeah. and yeah. so i feel like that's important like it's not a one-size-fits-all i don't mm. think i mean would you agree with that yeah i absolutely agree marriage is what you make it yeah um i was just running a poll um in my stories about you know like sharing fun facts. And yeah. one of the fun facts for me was that, you know, I don't normally make my husband's plate, but of course we just fought, we celebrated Father's Day and I made his plate. Um, and a lot of women, I'm like, hey, do you make your husband's plate? Yeah. And a lot of them chimed in like, yes, like absolutely, it's a priority. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Whatever yeah. works for marriage, that's yeah. awesome. And it's not that I won't do it. That's just not something, I don't want to say that's required or it's not an expectation. <laughs> Yeah. That my husband desired it because I love my husband and I sure. want to meet his needs and speak his love language. I would absolutely do it. But I just want you to understand that traditional, you know, marriages can be non-traditional too. <laughs> you absolutely. Know what I mean? like, do what works for you. And so I think that's what's so important, like not putting this preconceived notion of what yeah. it's supposed to be like, because yeah. your expectations can be unrealistic. Yep. They can be unmet and they can be unspoken. 
uh, expectations. I, I swear that's half the battle sometimes. I mean, you know, you're saying communication, but part of communication is communicating those expectations and figuring out if they are realistic. That's it. Let's go to dinner. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's it. It's so we we really make this relationship world and, and marriage so difficult. But yeah. it's the people who get involved that creates the complexities within. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, so this is a parenting podcast. And I, I said this offline, but I'll just remind my listeners. I had a episode on relationships with Laura Gathers, which I'll put in the notes from Love Harder Marriage. And it's, it was one of my top performing of the whole season. So I wanted to have somebody else who really focuses on this marriage piece. But tell me a little bit, LB, about what you think about how does working on your marriage, uh, moving into being wives, how does that impact family life? Oh, my goodness. It is so important. I really feel like your, your relationship that you have with your spouse is, is the cornerstone of your community. Like I, it's so much bigger than just you and your spouse. Um, and what happens is my children, I have a 14 year old cool kid. Her name is Demi. And I have a four year old souvenir from Jamaica. Her name is Lex. <laughs> what they get to witness firsthand is the example that my husband and I didn't get to see. Yeah. And that means us loving each other, what love looks like. Um, and not just understanding that, you know, love, it's not based on conditions, like how, what unconditional love looks like, how to work through issues and challenges because they can feel it. Like they'll see maybe if we have a, a disagreement and how mm -hmm. we're working through those. So we're actually, they're watching us. Yeah. They are watching how we handle this thing called life, how this thing, how we handle marriage, how we talk about money. And one thing we realized was what was missing in our own childhood that we wish our parents would have shown us. And it's not, blaming them because they did the best they could with what they knew. Sure. But it's knowing that, okay, how can I improve this to make their life better? So that when we put them out in the world, they'll understand emotional intelligence. Yes. They'll understand that, you know, how to um, apologize when they're wrong, how to admit, how to think through critical thinking. You know, all of this is what Derek and I have to demonstrate as husband. And we're growing together. We may be adults, but we're still growing as husband and wife. There's never a point in our life where I want us to get to like, oh, we got this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're yeah, 13, almost 13 years in. And I know that we have, we are so much further and so much stronger than we were when we first met each other yeah. at 19 and 20, right? Yeah. I want them to see how, how relationships evolve, how they get anchored, yes. you know? Um, and it's just a beautiful thing for them to see. And we tell them, we involve them in conversations. These are things, you know, we weren't taught as, as kids because as a child, I was taught to stay in my place. Yeah. You know, I didn't have a voice. And so to see us giving not just giving them a voice because they have it, allowing them to use it. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, how do you feel? How does that make it? How would you think through this situation? And this is real life stuff that's happening yeah. right now. But I love to see how it helps them to realize that their they're value, mm -hmm. what they say is important or what they have to offer is important and that I'm learning from them as well. So I yes. think that's 
important for them to see firsthand. Yeah. And, you know, and you have me thinking about, I read this, I don't know where I read it somewhere, but it talked about somebody was just sharing her experience of her parents and saying they had a great marriage. She said, but I never saw them like duke anything out. She's like, they, she's like, because they always did it behind closed doors. And she said, Hey, maybe that makes sense for some arguments. She's like, but the downside is I never saw them forgive each other. I never saw them work through some things. She's like, so then when I got in my marriage, I just assumed it was going to be just like theirs. She's like, but I didn't, I didn't get those skills. And so, yeah, what would you say to that? That is so true. That happens a lot. Um, And a lot of times, again, our parents, depending on, you know, what their baby boomers or not, there was a certain way that marriage was done back in the day, right? And so that was something they wanted to shield the the children from, not realizing that it was kind of at a disservice because now they get, you know, in a relationship, they're like, wait a minute, we're having an argument? Oh my God, my marriage is over, you know? How yes. are we supposed to rebound from this? And I think it's just being real. I'm a realist, Susanna. Like I am a realist when it comes to this thing called marriage um, and how we're not gonna always like each other. Mm-hmm. Like, see, I say stuff that people probably won't say. Like, listen, I love you, but right now I don't like you. Yeah, and it's fair. You know, but I gotta I have to really deal with these. What don't I like right now about this situation? And yeah. I will have to talk those things through. But I know this is real life. Yeah. And so, why not give my children an opportunity? Of course, age appropriate. You know, opportunity. Sure. sure work through real life situations. We're not going to always like each other, or you may, they may do something that hurts your feelings. So how do you communicate Yes. that? Do you do it in that moment or do you wait? Do you, you know, so again, giving them the skills that we weren't given that I know they're going to need regardless. Oh yeah. They're They're definitely going to need them. They might need them a lot or a little, but yeah, they will definitely need them. Absolutely. Um, LB, you bring this element of fun and energy (laughs) that I wanted to ask you about because, you know, I feel like different people need different things. And there's probably some people whose marriages are really like, like they they feel hopeless, maybe. And sometimes I feel like we're so just like rigid and like, and I'm not sure that serves, it, it will serve some people. But I think the way you talk about it and your energy and your fun, like, like, why is this energy fun piece so important to the kind of work that you're doing? Oh my gosh, because you know what? Marriage is a serious commitment. It is, that's, yeah. Hmm. But don't be so serious. Like, can, can, can you live a little? Yes. I mean, who said that we have to be Mr. and Mrs. Marriage? You know, like, who said that? <laughs> I re- again, it goes back to marriage is what you created. Yeah. Marriage is what you make it. And so I want to enjoy my marriage. Like I want to, I don't want to be that couple that, that's been married for 25 years and that's all they got, 25 years. Where's the <laughs> love? You know, you're looking like, are y'all, do y'all like each other? Do y'all still sleep in the same room? Are y'all oh, still, gosh. you mm-hmm. know, I want to enjoy and my husband does as well. So I think yeah. it's important that we pull that out, that we show the fun side, that we show that we enjoy each other. We like being silly. We like doing things because this, we, we get one, uh, to my understanding, this isn't a dress rehearsal. This isn't a dress rehearsal. <laughs> We get one one shot at this thing called life. So I want to enjoy it and I want my children to enjoy theirs. I'm going to enjoy mine as well. So I think that's what I pushed on it. Um, You know, the seriousness of marriage, but at the same time, it can be enjoyable. It can be whatever you want it to be. Um, It doesn't have to be your parents because this is not your parents' marriage. This is not your friend's marriage. Nope. Um, This is yours. So you define what that's going to look like. And if having fun, which I think is very um, healthy, I think it's it's healthy to have some fun and laughter in your relationship. It's definitely going to improve the quality of it. 
So let me ask you this. I think the more you, the more you commune, the more you regularly communicate, I feel like the more enjoyable it'll be. Cause like if you're sitting down once every five years for like yeah. the talk, that feels very daunting, right? So how do you and your husband, or how do you coach women that you work with? Like communication patterns? Like, are you, are you like sprinkle it in, set a time? Like, tell me like some of the, the practical piece of that communication there. Well, one thing I think is important because like you said, the talk, Yeah, everything can't be a problem. No. Like everything, if everything is a problem, then you got to really look at yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's about picking your peace and not your battles. And mm -hmm. that's not to say that you shouldn't address situations. Yes, you're going to have to, but everything doesn't have to be a problem. I think that's first and foremost. Um, secondly, it's really understanding, okay, what is the best way to communicate what I'm feeling at this moment. Is this the best time? So it's like, again, goes back to that emotional intelligence. I tell my, my women to stop having discussions, serious discussions, like in the bedroom or in sacred places of the house, go outside, go, go, go for some ice cream. See that already kind of softens mm -hmm. the tone or, the, you know, addressing what you're about to talk about. And then also when you're in public, you probably gonna behave yourself. <laughs> You ain't going to show out because you know somebody going to pull out the camera. So I just want to make sure, you know, that you are creating a safe space, whether that means doing it outside of the house or somewhere. Maybe let's go in the backyard. Let's just yeah. change up the energy yeah. so that we can have this conversation. And I often tell them to, you know, remove that phrase. We need to talk mm. out of your vocabulary because yeah. automatically, if you came to me and said, we need to talk, I'm already on defense. What we need to talk about. Yeah, no, me too. Same. What, 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 we need to talk. Why we need to talk? You know, it's like, and then it's not even inviting them in the conversation. It's no. telling them what we need to do. That's such so a good point. You see what I'm saying? So it's really yes. about how you, that goes back to emotional intelligence. I know at the moment I may feel something, but it may not be the best time to address it. So let me, you know, really sort through my feelings. Why am I feeling this way? Yes. See, when I really spend more time on LB and calm down, then I can come to Derek with a level head and say, hey, babe, you got a few minutes? Yeah. See, that right there totally is different. a different approach than we need to talk. No, it's a completely different kind of invitation. Yeah, it's the invitation because mm -hmm. I want you to be involved in this conversation. I want us to talk this through. I want us to have a solution. Like that's, it's about us. I'm yep. not coming at you. Like I'm on defense. We're on the same team. Yeah. We're both, this, you know, we're still scoring the, po the points together. So if you come like you're from the opposite team, then it's definitely going to be. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. And you're already getting off on the wrong foot, right? You're already feeling defensive before you've even started the conversation. Exactly. So, oh. yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. LB, what is your hope for wives? Let's kind of, we're starting to wrap this up here. You know, you are, I mean, you do so much work here. I see, I, my guess is you've seen women at the top and also at the bottom. And yeah. you know, what, what is your hope for wives? I love that. My hope is that you truly understand who you are. And when I say that, I mean, understanding the power that's like a God given for you mm. um, and that you tap into it. Because a lot of times we're operating from this victim mentality, not realizing that we are the thermostats. Like you can set the temperature in your relationship. And again, it's not being manipulative. It's no. understanding that you're influential. So when you really step into your fullness of who you are, the version, the best version of yourself, everything that you touch changes. 
things. And that includes your marriage. Your husband is inspired by that. You know, you're, you're, you're becoming an example of what that can be for him. Yeah. And that's what I think what, what really makes me not necessarily humble about the situation, but just again, owning my ish. Like yes. I own I own my position as a wife and I understand the assignment. So really that's what my hope is that you truly tap into your power as a wife, that you own your assignment and that you create this amazing magical marriage that makes others in your bloodline want to do marriage differently. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you have me thinking of another question too. Is that hard for women when they, is it hard for women to move? You know, like I love that thermostat analogy because, you know, I, I wrote I wrote the other day on Instagram something about like, I don't hear women talk very highly about their gifts. Mm. So they're great at writing, they're great at speaking, they're great at cooking, all of these things. And they're like, oh, I, you know, I just did this little thing. And they're like, oh, there was a thousand people there. And I'm like, what do you mean you did this little thing? Right? So like, do you find that to be true in some, like, like, do we just need a couple tools and we're like, yes, I'm the thermostat? Or is this gonna be like a constant kind of like reminder of you know who we are or who we can become? I think it's a constant reminder because there are high points in our life, there are low points. There's the yeah. imposter syndrome. There's so many different things that come in and out when you go to these different levels. Mm -hmm. um, I've been married for almost 13 years, right? So it took me 13 years to become this version of LB. Yeah. So I'm excited to see who LB is going to be in another 10 or 13 years. Um, and I know that as I continue to grow, that I'm going to be challenged. And if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Yeah. So I think it's just adopting the attitude that, you know what, I'm going to have to constantly evolve into the better version of myself. Like there's no stopping in this growing thing. If you stop growing, then you start dying. Yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? So yes. I think, yeah, the, I don't know why, maybe for so long we've been silenced. Like women yeah. haven't been um, able to showcase their gifts and, and stand strong in it and be confident without being, oh, she's coming off as arrogant or she's right. coming, you know, like with that. So I think it's honestly dealing with that mindset shift again, understanding yeah. as a wife, this is what I do. Like That's as right. a woman, this is what I do. As a mom, this is what I do and I am you know what good at that's you know right so, yeah i definitely think it's just a constant reminder and surrounding yourself around other women yes. who can speak into you um you know who can pour into you and remind you of how bad you are <laughs> i love it i love it these are all such excellent reminders and i feel like you know i just i love the way you know what did you say earlier marriage is a serious commitment but you don't have to take it serious all the time yeah, i mean no. I just, I love the energy you bring to this because I feel like, I mean, think about it. Marriage is like, it's it's every second, every day. You know, it's, it's, it's a lifetime commitment. And so it can be overwhelming. And I think the work you're doing is so important and so powerful. And I think it's gonna just like touch people in a way that like some very research heavy, blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's not gonna touch people's hearts. And I feel yeah. like, I want to make sure people know about the work you're doing. So what is the best way for people to connect with you, to learn more about what you're doing? Like what's next? Like give us kind of um, how people can connect with you. Absolutely. Well, I'm really excited to connect with all of my folks on Instagram. That's okay. like my playground at The Wife Coach. Um, but you can also go to my website, thewifecoach.com. One thing I have coming up, which I'm really excited about, um, not sure if this will air in time, but sure. 
Um, July 16th, I am doing a Mrs. Married Makeover retreat right here in Atlanta, Georgia, where I am taking my married women through the process of making them over into wives, like happy, fun, irresistible. So you can think like a wife, you could talk like a wife and you could turn your man on. Okay. Right. So it's really going to be an exciting um, time. And I just think it's great that women, like you said, understand who they are. And I'm teaching you how to tap into that power so you can understand that you really are the thermostat. You can make that thing super comfortable or you can make it uncomfortable. It's up to you. (laughs) How you want to show up. Oh, we do have such influence. You're reminding me of that, you know, and for good, for for amazing, powerful things for your relationship and for your family. Unbelievable, right? Absolutely. Oh, well, LB, thank you so much for being here. This was such a, I feel like I just went to a therapy session. Thank you. (laughs) I learned so much. This is so great. Thanks for listening in today. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate and review us wherever you're listening to this podcast. Be sure to share with us on Instagram what you liked most about the episode by tagging me at Susanna.McMonagle. And lastly, if you want more information about the 5 to 8 shift, you can check out our website, the5to8shift.com. We'll see you guys next time.